You are now tuned in to From Underdog to Top Dog with James Helms, a podcast for underdogs who hit the bottom and are ready to climb their way to the top. Welcome to Underdog to Top Dog. I'm your host, James Helm. This is the fifth episode called The Price of Passion. A lot of you listen to this podcast, particularly the first episode, Down and Out, and you were feeling me. You said, yo, Top Dog, I can't live like this anymore. I got to make a change. You did it. Now I'm going to do it. And you joined me for this journey, step by step, podcast through podcast, when we talked about a new tactic that you can implement in your life. But you may be home thinking, all of this is great, but I don't know what I want to pursue. And without a meaningful career, without meaningful professional work, without a life that you wake up excited about every day, it's really hard to get the rest right. If you're waking up going to a job that you deep down in your heart hate, That makes you miserable. I don't blame you for not wanting to get out of bed. I mean, we spend so much of our daily lives at work. It's hard to imagine working at a place I don't like. When I started working at a big law firm, I saw the looks on the partner's faces. And granted, this was a fancy job that paid a lot of freaking money. Six-figure salary. No, not worth it. Not for me. I refuse to wake up like that every day. And a lot of you are probably at a spot in your life where you've done the thing that you needed to do to provide for your family, but you want something more. You're ready for more. You know God called you for more, but you just don't know what that blessing is yet. I want to talk about how to find that today. This episode is called The Price of Passion, and I want to first talk about kind of what I'll label the passion hypothesis, which... A lot of people say, follow your passion. Very general common advice is to follow something that you're passionate about. And the first thing that always hit me when I heard that advice was, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I like watching movies. I like playing basketball. I like the local sports teams and hanging out with my friends. But at that time in my life, I didn't have any passions That could make me any sort of money. So when I heard that, I almost just dismissed that advice. Let me reframe it today to something that you can do. And I'm going to give you a three-step framework to how to follow this hypothesis. And I'm going to call it the price of passion. The first step of the framework is you got to ask friends and family members what you're good at. It's really hard as us, the person who's talking about themselves, To know what we're good at. I mean, our minds, if you're anything like me, you spend a lot of time in your head beating yourself up every day about what you're not good at. And very little time focusing on the things you are good at. So to get an objective, third party, somebody else, even if you just have one or two people that you really trust, that you really look up to, that you really admire, ask them what you're good at. Say, hey, look. I'm trying to think through some things about what I want to do next for work. And what do you think I'm good at? You spend a lot of time around me. This might sound weird, but just what do you admire about me? Trust me, a lot of the things they will tell you will surprise you. But then you'll think about it some more and you'll say, huh, I guess I am good at that. 
I thought that was something that came easy and naturally to everybody. For me, I'll give you an example. For me, that's sales, marketing, and promotion. Those are the three things that if I'm selling something, if I'm trying to convince somebody why something's a good idea, it's why I went to law school. It's what I love to do. I love to like get behind a product or a service and tell you how great it is and find creative spins to make this particular service look like the greatest thing on God's earth. And other people, they'd look at that and they'd be like, oh my God, I have to get up in front of so many people, but what about, but what about, blah, blah, blah. And it just comes naturally to me. I'm selling everything. If I'm with some friends and I want to go play basketball at four o'clock and they're not, you know, convinced that they want to lace up their shoes and go outside, maybe they just want to relax. I'm selling why basketball is the good idea. It's just what I do. For good, better, or worse, you know, it probably makes me as annoying as heck to be around, right? I know some friends are always like, you're always trying to convince us to do stuff. But it's just what I like to do. So when I talk to other people, they're like, oh, you're pretty good at sales. You're pretty good at convincing me stuff. You always have recommendations or ideas. You always can connect two different people. And I didn't make any decisions, but I thought about that stuff. I learned that stuff about me. If that sounds like you, maybe a career in sales is a good idea. But then you got to do the second part of the framework. The second part of the framework is to ask some friends and family members what you're not good at. What are your weaknesses? Trust me, they'll tell you. I asked my mom this question and you guys can imagine what that led to. But here's something funny that she did say. You're really disorganized. You leave stuff everywhere. Since I was like five years old, I swear to God, she would get on me so bad, spank me because I didn't keep track of my jacket, this brand new jacket that she bought me. I just went and left it at the playground and then I left my new sneakers somewhere else and then I came back and I made a mess at the house. I am just a walking disaster. I need somebody to take care of my stuff 24-7 because I'm constantly living in my head about the next great idea and I'm super excited about something. And I just leave giant messes everywhere I go. And so think about a person like that trying to run operations at a company, right? Trying to see like, okay, this person who makes giant messes everywhere they go, they're going to be in charge of making sure we're really organized with all of our case files. Does that sound like a good recipe for you? Probably not. So what I'll ask you right now is what would people say your weaknesses are? And if you're doing stuff in your day-to-day job that is a weakness of yours, you're probably in the wrong position. Now, I'm not very detail-oriented, but I wanted to be a lawyer so bad that when it came to reading law textbooks, I willed myself to do that. But you can only do that for so long. If it's outside of your natural personality skill set, it will take so much more effort for you to do that specific task or obligation well than doing something that you love, doing something that comes naturally today. So when people say, do what you're passionate about or improve your strengths, don't try to improve your weaknesses, what they're really saying is that if you spend your whole life 
trying to get better at your weaknesses, you'll burn out. It takes 10x energy to be successful in any dream you have. And if you're having to constantly fight at something because you're not naturally gifted at it every single day, it's an uphill battle. And I'm a believer that you double down on your strengths. Yes, do you have to improve your weaknesses? Sure. But when you're trying to pick something, like many of you guys are, if you've been at rock bottom, you're just trying to figure out, hey, like, where should I go next? Start with your strengths. That brings us to the third point of the framework, which is explore some different career paths or even just ideas that leverage the things you're good at. There are so many options out there. People are making ways in 20, money in 2020 in different ways that were never possible 10, 20 years ago. Check out some different careers. Follow people on Instagram. Look at what they're doing and think about, huh, would I be good at this? Would I like doing this? Maybe it's real estate. Maybe it's internet marketing. Maybe it's a trade. Just think about a couple options, particularly if you're in your 20s or you're in your early 30s. Come on, man. Gary Vee always talks about you don't realize how long your life is. This is the time for exploring things. This is the time for experimentation. If you don't like where you're at right now, find something else. But then here's the mistake. Here is the mistake. Don't dip your toe into that something else. Go all in. That's the mistake a lot of people make when they're exploring, they're experimenting, they're finding a new career. That it's not easy in the beginning because they're just dipping their toe in and so they quit. What I'm going to tell you today is if you want to be successful, if you want to jump into a new idea, a new career path, you want to explore if you'd be good at a certain something that could put a lot of money in your pocket that would take care of your family and your kids and everything you want out of your life, you got to go all in. All in as hard as you can, work not harder but smarter and then work harder, right? 24-7 type obsession. And then once you're a couple months in, once you've grinded day in and day out at this new task, whenever you've given your maximum effort, energy to be the best you could possibly be at this specific thing, then you step back and you evaluate. Is this giving me the life I want? Is this giving me the things that I value? Whether that's financial freedom, whether that's, time with my kids, where that's something that's got me doing back handsprings out of bed every day. Is this specific career path right for me? But only make that determination after you've gone all in. If you go half-ass, show up a couple of times and don't really get involved, don't get obsessed, aren't buying every book you could possibly find on the subject, then you're not in a position to make a judgment. So to recap on this podcast, which is called The Price of Passion, these are the three things you need to do. One, ask some friends or family members what you're good at. Two, ask some of the same people what you're not good at, what your weaknesses are. Trust me, they'll tell you. 
And third, explore different career paths or ideas that leverage some of the things that come naturally to you. There are so many options out there. Pick something and go all in, full steam ahead. And take a couple months until you reevaluate. Thank you for tuning in to Underdog to Top Dog. I hope you guys got tremendous value out of this podcast. I hope some of you implement this framework. If you're coming from rock bottom, if you're just looking for a new career path, if you know your time to make a change, follow these three steps. Send me a DM in my Instagram account at Top Dog Law if you have any questions. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Share it to the world. I can't wait to talk to you guys next Sunday. Top Dog, signing out.